Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions, hosted by author, speaker, coach, and singer-songwriter Creelan Peters, also known as the Fear Whisperer. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, learned to embrace their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome back to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, and welcome back to the program. We have another amazing guest tonight. I'm going to be interviewing Carla Nicole Williams. And before I bring her on the line, let me just tell you a little bit more about her. She's an inner healing and self-empowerment life coach who teaches ambitious women how to love, appreciate, and value themselves first. She's also the best-selling author of the book, The Power Within, How to Heal, Love, and Design the Life You Want. Through her spiritual-based signature coaching program, she shows you how to manifest the life you want by healing from past shackles and elevating your emotional intelligence. Ooh, that sounds juicy. Uh, She's adamant that you can have everything you want without settling in any area of your life. She often says that being realistic is often just settling for less. She knows that possibility for you is limitless. Carla believes that you are powerful and that you have what it takes to get what you want. She helps you become a conscious creator of your life and not just a victim of circumstance. She challenges you to break the cycle of fear that's held you hostage far too long due to past scars and wounds. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. I I can't wait to talk to to Carla. So welcome, Carla, to the Jam Sessions. Thanks, Creelan. I'm so excited about tonight. You have such a awesome voice for this, and you reading back my bio, I was like, wow, you know, this girl right here sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it was about me. It was about you. Yeah, you're like, I want to get to know, yeah. wait a minute, I am her. Yes. <laughs> it's wonderful when so, that happens, and you know I'm drawn know. to a lot of stuff in your bio. You and I have been chatting over Facebook for months, and we're just like, oh, I like what she said there. Oh, I like what she said, you know, so it's just, um, and we also got a chance to, to chat on your show as well, so... Um, but I, you know, just pulling out, like I'm seeing, like, oh, fear and, and possibility, like we just have such parallel stuff that we do. So I love it, and I cannot wait to hear more about your story tonight. Well, we absolutely have a connection. I'm finding as I open more and more and share what I do and share my story and just share my journey to self-love, because basically that's what it, that's what it is, my journey to self-love that um, we have so much in common, you know, with a lot of people, men and women, who we would never really think we did, you know, but it really is a connection, and you and I, you're correct. We have something going on here. I'm, I've been trying to say we're probably, like, in the same soul class or something, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I believe in all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, but we definitely have a connection. So I am really excited, and I'm happy that you're having me on, and I'm just happy that we – have connected and also stayed connected and nurtured that connection because that was one of the things that I said I was going to do this year is the people who I connect with and matters to me that I was going to keep those connections alive because you can really, you know, lose touch. And I was like, you know what, that I'm not going to do that this year. This year I'm going to stay connected to the people I have a true connection to. So it, it, it's been a great year so far. I can say we're mm-hmm. in the sixth month and it's flown by but so many just out of this world things have happened for and to me, and I'm just excited. I'm loving life. Mm-hmm. I'm loving life. 
And I want to say that it's because of the inner work that I've done because virtually, like on the outside, a lot of the outside stuff hasn't really changed. Uh-huh. So um, I like to point that out because, you know, a lot of times we, we're looking for something external for our happiness and our joy and our peace when it's really just we have the answers inside all along. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out as well. Yes, thank you. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, one of the things that I often say is it's it's usually the small, subtle shifts that make the biggest difference. Um and I think that that's pretty in line with uh, with what you just said too. Is it's those those inner kinds of things, but it's it can it can look a little subtle. So um, it's nice to to that we're both drawn to each other's work because I think it's, it's very complimentary. So I'm I'm so pleased. And so let's start by having you share a little bit about your story, um, whatever you feel uh, drawn to share tonight with the audience about how you've gotten out of your own damn way. I will. I would love to. And when I thought about, you know, you know, you think about being on a show, and you're like, okay, there's a million stories I could share. <laughs> yeah. <and> <laughs> what am I going to share? And you know what? I just had to trust my intuition, and I was like, you know, when it comes time, I'll know exactly what to share. So that's basically what has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you were introducing me, you were, you know, letting people know about my life's work, which is being a heal the inner child coach. Mm-hmm. And I came about that because initially I was trying to fix myself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and like I said, it just ended up being a journey to self-love and inner healing. But it started out with me thinking that something was wrong with me because I was um, depressed. You know, I didn't like myself. I didn't like life. Um, I had accomplished some really big things, but I was still unsatisfied. And I thought something was wrong with me because when I looked out, around me, everybody else seemed like they were going on with their life and, like, nothing was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, why do I feel like I'm dying inside? But people Mm -hmm. are just happy. Everybody else seems like they're okay. So what is wrong with me? And so um, I, yeah, were you going to say something? No, I'm just, I'm just, Um, you know, doing the testimony. I'm here. Sing it, sister. Go, go. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So eventually I did uh, end up on a therapist couch mm-hmm. and as I was you know just opening up for someone who was objective you know and who was was just listening and I didn't have to worry about being judged or just somebody I was basically just laying it all out there and I was sharing with her some of my childhood memories mm-hmm. you know and two that really uh, stuck out to me the most is you know my dad was a very violent man when I was growing up and he didn't, he never laid a finger on me, but he would beat my mom mm-hmm. um, all the time. And I was like, I just remember this one time. I remember a lot of times, but this is the one time that just stuck with me forever and ever and ever. I was like five or six years old, and um, he had beat her really bad. And I was in the house, but I slept through it, and I never, ever slept through her, her screams. But for that, that night, I slept through it. Mm-hmm. And when I got up in the morning and I walked down the stairs, I couldn't, I didn't recognize my mother. Oh. That's how bad he had beat her that night. Mm-hmm. And I felt this incredible guilt because I had, felt like I had let her down. Yeah. And I was a child, but I felt like I had let her down because I was a light sleeper, had always been a light sleeper. And I didn't even realize that that was the reason I was such a light sleeper is because I was always on the edge and mm-hmm. wanting to help my mom, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, but that is one of those things that I was on a couch recounting. And as I tell this story, you know, I can say it now without breaking down. But Freeland, it was – I was in my late 20s before I could even tell this story without breaking down. That's how oh, much yeah. it still had an impact on me. And then another one of the things um, – was me when I was 10 years old. I tried to commit suicide. I was only 10. Um, mm-hmm. I took a whole lot of pills that was in my mother's purse because I wanted to die as a kid, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so what I learned on this therapist's couch was, you know, that I was still dealing with a lot of inner child stuff mm-hmm. and also that I had been chronically depressed for over two decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never... When I when my depression started as a kid, you know, I didn't know that there was a name for it. You know, I didn't know it was depression. I just was, knew that I was sad all the time and that I didn't want to live and that I wanted to die. So when I say I set out to fix myself, I was dealing with all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what it manifested into for me was, like, low self-esteem, low self-worth, um, very negative mindset, a constant complainer. I was a victim. I, I can say that I was a victim. I was stuck in the victim mindset, and I really can't see any, any way out. Mm-hmm. So, it's so what happened was I got pregnant when I was thirty years old, and I was about eight months pregnant, and I was like, God, I um, I wasn't I wasn't depressed at that time. At that time, I wasn't depressed, but I will say that I wasn't. I wasn't thriving still. You know, I was just in an okay space. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy-go-lucky or anything, but I wasn't suicidal or depressed. I was just probably existing, yeah. I was just I was existing, but I was just glad that to have some type. To me, that was normal. To me, that was okay. You know, I didn't feel like I could ask for anything more. As long as I'm feeling halfway decent, I was like, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But when I was pregnant with this little boy, I was like, I cannot. I can't bring him into my world, you know, like like I am. And I felt like I had something to live for at mm-hmm. that point, but I know that I needed to want to live for me as well. You know, I just knew that there wasn't going to be enough this time. I needed to find the beauty in this world. I needed to find the beauty in, beauty in people, the possibility, the hope, all those good words that, but become cliches to us because we don't really put them into practice or we don't we never know have known what they are. Yeah. Um I was like I gotta find different stories to tell my son. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to be a child who's depressed like I was. You know, I don't want him to have stories like I have because I know, Creeland, that if we could turn back the hands of time, my parents would give me different stories to tell. I know that without a doubt. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, and I also know that we're all here on our own specific journeys, spiritual journeys, and that their dysfunction and all of that stuff that I witnessed, saw, heard, experienced, you know, it had more so to do with them than it did with me. But as a child, yeah. you think things yeah. are your fault. Mm-hmm. So I know that it doesn't matter how old you are because I'm in my mid-30s now. I know that all of us still have the inner child because we've been children. <laughs> so we we all still have the inner child, and it's across the board. doesn't matter who I talk to. We all have inner child issues. You know, I'm just. <laughs> yes, we do. It yeah. doesn't matter who I talk to. <laughs> I laugh because it's it true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It doesn't matter. I um, talk to 
a, a lady a couple weeks ago um, when my book came out. She was saying how she loved my book. And this lady, she's probably almost 60, I think, but we got to talking. And she still had some inner child stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like just universal it is. And it's something about those formative years, mm-hmm. what we experience and go through, that really sticks with us forever until we heal it. So that is why I do what I do. But it was yeah. born from me going on a journey to heal my inner child when I didn't even know that was the journey I was going on. Right. You know, um, <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's kind of like we're accidental um, coaches or accidental healers mm-hmm. sometimes because we're, I you love know, it. I, I, I think love that it. we do go on this journey a lot of the time. And I know that was true for me. And I, you know, I, I can look back on it and see that. But at the time, it's, um, I was just so drawn to helping people, but now I understand why. Um, why that, why I went on my journey and how it's taken me into, you know, all sorts of different places and everything. But I, you know, I love what you said. I'm like taking notes too as you're talking and I'm just like seeing all these wonderful kind of things, um, cropping up in, in your story about, you know, like I love that, that inner child stuff and, and I think that it's so important, um, for people to understand how impactful our childhoods are, and both in good ways and bad ways. Um, but it's just it, we carry that, and I love what you said. Like until you heal it, it's going to keep at you. And 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 what I see, and I'm going to ask you what you see too, Carla, is you know when people haven't dealt with some of the stuff from their past, it it, it takes the form of repeating patterns with relationships. It comes in the form of like seeming to have the same types of problems with bosses or settling for less. Um, I know that's a big uh, buzz phrase for you, too, in, in the types of jobs we take or the types of places we live or all of that. So I'm just curious to know kind of how you see that manifesting for people, too. Of course, we're still on the same, we're always on the same <laughs> wavelength. Yeah. I just posted a post on Facebook this morning um, around the same thing, you know, how we feel like we have unfinished business or mm-hmm. unacknowledged feelings from way back in the past. And, yes, it keeps showing up. Um, for me, another example for me, like I was the first person in my family to go to college. I was valedictorian of high school. That was another first. I went on to college. I even went and got my MBA. Um, yet I was still robbing Peter to pay Paul mm-hmm. in jobs I hated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in romantic relationships with the same, same like the same person over and over <laughs> and over. Just they looked a little different, but they were the same person. Mm-hmm. And I was, and that's what, and you start to think, what is wrong with me? Yeah. And so that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation because that's what I'm thinking. What is wrong with me? And my poverty mindset, because that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And then the fear that I had around men, you know, both childhood issues. My mm-hmm. father, he was a tyrant. Yeah. I was terrified of him, you know, um, and then, but I loved him too. So I'm torn, okay? So I'm torn between love and hate. Mm-hmm. And so um, I didn't know how a man was supposed to treat me. didn't have a role model for that. And and I was looking for someone to say, you're a princess, you're beautiful, you're special, I love you. So, again, I was still in my victim mindset. And people pick up on that, especially mm-hmm. people who are looking for that. Yes. That was one of my patterns, my repeating patterns. The um, thing about poverty is I grew up in the projects. 
And so I remember um, looking outside the windows or going outside to play. There was no grass anywhere, but mm-hmm. it would it would be common to see a huge drug needle out on the ground, just right out in the front yard. Mm-hmm. But I just remember us having no grass. The whole project, just no grass, just dirt, mm-hmm. and when it rained, mud. And for some reason, that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. But I had a poverty mindset. Um, that's, that, that's what I knew. Money came hard or, you know, money was used, the little money that did come in, the grown-ups were using it to smoke smoke drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I had, like I said, I had experienced or even accomplished great things, I was still that little girl. I was still that little girl, and I was still going through the same things day after day, month after month, year after year. And so, yeah, um, when we are children, we all bring some unfinished business into being an adult. But like you said earlier, you know, we think we're done with it once we're adults. Oh, that was 30 <laughs> years ago. Oh, that was 40 years ago. But that does not matter. Like I said, I talked to a woman who was oh, 60. She yeah. still had some inner child stuff. We all do, and it's okay. It's like it's not to be judged. But as soon as you're aware of things like that, it starts shifting immediately. You know, just being yeah. aware of it. Yeah, being aware of it. And then also it it seems to take on, this is one thing that I have to say that I like to throw a tantrum about every once in a while, is that um, sometimes it's like, okay, I've dealt with that issue. Why does it keep coming up? And, And this is something that I talk to my clients about, too, is that there are different levels of dealing with something. So you've got your level one, right, which is, you know, the stuff that's really affecting you now. Um, And then, you know, you'll go along and something else will happen and it will bring up a different aspect of that issue, not the same thing. So we are always continually growing and learning and navigating our way through our inner child work. Because I haven't, I, I have to say, like, I haven't met the Dalai Lama or, um, you know, Mother Teresa. And, and, you know, these are people who really have transcended a lot, right? So, but I haven't yeah. met anyone in my life who has nothing from their past that they're dealing with. So that's one Me distinction either. I like to make with people is that it, it's still a journey. You know, I and like I was kind of joking, I like to throw a tantrum because I'm like, oh, I thought I dealt with that grief. Like, why is it coming back? But it's coming back at a different level. It's not like I'm starting from square one. And so I think I know I, 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 some people seem to get really afraid of like, oh, well, you know, this it's never fixed and it's never completely healed. And um, I don't know why I'm getting on that. I'm just feeling compelled to have this conversation. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. No, that's perfect. I was thinking of that today. Like, I can't wait for you to stop so I can say we are still on the same path. <laughs> no, I was thinking of that today because when I talk to people about the work I do, and it is a fear. They're like, you know, they're scared to go there because they don't think it really works. Mm-hmm. No, the inner healing does work. Like you said, it's just a different level. You can heal it. Let, let's heal it. We can heal it right now. You know, put, let's heal this. But, yeah, it's going to be a different aspect because it's layers upon layers upon layers yeah. upon layers. But that's okay. You know, you still want to go there and you still want to heal it. You know, because if not, you're going to keep being in this this cycle of victimization mm-hmm. or whatever your cycle is, you know, um, whatever it is. And it'll keep you stuck. But every time you have a shift, you know, it's more and more healed. 
So I'm, it's perfect that you said that because, yes, the work that you and I do, inner work, it, it works. You know, it's worth it. And that's what I want people to know. It is worth it. And it can be healed. You know, you just have to do the work. And the thing is, only we can heal ourselves. Like, no one's, I tell, I tell people all the time, nobody's going to ride up on that white horse and save you. <laughs> you have to save yourself. Right. You have to save yourself, but you have the power to do that. Yeah. That's the key. You have the power within to do that. All the answers are always in sight. You know, um, and you have the power. You have the power to heal yourself. You have the power to transform your mindset. You have the power to learn to love yourself. And that is what's so perfect about being human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, that the power is within us. And, of course, that's the name of the book. But the oh, power yeah, is within it is. us. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm onto something. But it really is. It really is within us, and we have the power to do anything, anything. And I had to learn that myself. And once I really started to believe that, it took a while, you know, because with the inner, the work, this type of work, you know, sometimes it takes a while. It's like all of the issues that we bring to the table, you know, we're we're not gonna heal that in in, in, in two days. <laughs> We can heal something in two days, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, we just bring a lot. And so that's why I do an immersive experience with my, my clients, and that's why I do long-term coaching because I know it takes time. But on, not only that, I like to see them transform. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just does something for me to see them transform as well, to see that look in their eyes or hear that inflection in their voice when they get it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, you know, I can Mm-hmm. Or I will, or I am. So it's really, I, I love it. I love what I do. And I'm telling you, I'm the last person, Creeland, who people would think would be doing work like this. Mm-hmm. Because I, especially my family, you know, they, I think half the time they think I'm crazy, but they love me anyway, you know, and they just get out of my, they get out of my damn way and let me uh, do my, <laughs> let me do my thing. And I'm grateful for that. But you would think I would be the last person, especially the spirituality part, because I didn't know the difference. All I saw was religion, 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 and I was so utterly turned off from it. Mm-hmm. So when I learned the difference um, between spirituality and religion, for me, it was a eye-opener for me. But I was really turned off from anything um, spiritual or religious because I had them all looped in together. And so for a time, I identified with being um, an atheist. Then I was agnostic. Mm-hmm. Then I was existentialist. I tried them all on, okay? Um, <laughs> I, I tried I'm several I was yeah. Baptist. I was Methodist. Then one day I was like, you know what? I think I'm Buddhist. Uh-huh. You know? So it's like I've tried them all on. Not every last thousand, really, but I've tried a lot of them on. And I can say that what that did for me is, it allowed me to write my own story. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to write my own story and just live in my own truth unapologetically, mm-hmm. not caring who, you know, had anything to say or judge. I, I seek happiness. I seek happiness in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's, look, I can talk all night. But, yeah, <laughs> that, that's just part of my story. And, and it's been a, I don't even have the words to explain it. Because I was skeptical at first myself, like, is this stuff really going to work? Can I really heal some things? Can I really elevate? Can I really go to another level? Can I really believe in myself? Mm-hmm. You know, can I really, you know, give myself, to, give faith to something that's, you know, not a guarantee? And 
I just had a whole lot of stuff to um to wade through and deal with, and I and I'm still healing every day. Mm-hmm. And I love it. it. It's become so much fun to me. Every day I'm doing something, you know, enlightening for myself, you know. But I love it. You know, is I love it. So I'm always working on me too. And it and I working is the word I use because it's just where we all understand. But it really just doesn't feel like work. I'm elevating. I'm I know, I'm evolving, yeah. yeah. I like that word better. I'm evolving every single day, and it's just becoming easier and easier, and things are simpler and simpler, and I'm like, hmm, you know, um, I'm just getting, I'm shifting more and more, and it's the same thing that I that I love to do and want to see for uh, my clients, and just people I care about in general, period. Right, right. Well, it's, I mean, and you even said when we first started chatting is that you're on this journey of self-love, and I would imagine that this is, you know, the bulk of, of what you're doing. And just, you know, based on the contacts that I've had with you, the conversations we've had, and this conversation, just knowing, like, taking steps every single day to value yourself and to, you know, one of the terms I use is to put yourself back on your priority list. And um, and to really, um, you know, self love is one of those things that it that's kind of a, a phrase that either turns people off or lights people up. I've noticed. Um, yeah. But it's really about um, taking care of yourself, especially those of us who grew up in an environment where parents either were not physically or emotionally available to us. We have mm-hmm. a void of. You know what it what does it look like if someone's not taking care of us as a child, we do not learn how to take care of ourselves, and so it's it's something that needs to be taught um so when I say self love that's what I mean is it's really about taking care of yourself um and I just want to say that because I know some people out there are like, eh, whatever self love you know. <laughs> But right. it's, it's it encompasses taking care of yourself, and some yes. some people are okay with self love as the term, and other people are like, eh. Well, you know, I kind of found a way around it too because it's true. It becomes a cliche, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it all the time. <laughs> That's why I say elevating emotional intelligence. I love that. It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> e, e squared <laughs> or e? Yep. E, exactly. Wait a minute. That's not squared. Oh, That's, I need to. Uh, Oh, I forget. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to brand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, that's yeah, but that's why I say you're raising emotional because it is emotional intelligence. Like you said, it stands from a childhood where you don't get that physical or emotional love. Mm-hmm. You know, which I didn't. You know, because my parents were so wrapped up in their own stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Right. And it's and I had like you said I had to learn it because I didn't know it, and that was an emotional. It was emotional, and I had to elevate my emotional intelligence so that I could love myself. So that's exactly what it is. Um, so, yeah, and, again, it just goes back to that inner child, you know, because I was asking a colleague of mine, I was like, you know, because people do get turned off by certain phrases, and I was like, what can I, you know, like I say elevating emotional intelligence for self-love, what can I say, you know, as far as healing the inner child? She was like, I don't see how you can get any simpler than that. I was like, okay, well, I'll keep it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I keep that within. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, um, but I know that a lot of people, um, myself included, before I went on this journey, you know, you think you're done with that stuff because you're an adult now. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you know, sometimes if you come across that, okay, um, I'm the heal the inner child coach. Oh, I don't need that because you know, I'm an adult now. I'm done with that. But yeah, let's talk a little further, and then you know, 
we all need Kleenex because um, <laughs> <laughs> it turns out you weren't done with that. So it, it, it's very important. And, you know, I'm, I, I, of course I didn't make up the term, but it, it's a term in our language for a reason because it's just something about those formative years and there's science behind it that I'm not going to get into. One, because I'm not a scientist, even though I like science. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a scientist. But, you know, once you just have a conversation with anybody like you and I are doing, you know, stuff comes up and you can see, you can kind of get in your, get see the areas that need to be healed. And then most people can draw it back to a childhood memory mm-hmm. or experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only one lady I've spoken to so far who, um, she couldn't remember. It was like a whole block of time missing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, she, thinks and I concur that it was must have been something really horrific um, that she had gone through because she couldn't even just remember anything. She just knew that she had these patterns and challenges um, as an adult. And she knows that it's in the in the childhood, but she just can't remember, like, years of time. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it's something that she would have to have a psychiatrist for or something because I am a life coach, you know. I don't. Right. I don't um, go that deep into it. Um, I'm not trying for that. But, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, because I used to think I was so messed up. And now, you know, and it, sound, I mean, it may sound, it won't sound weird to you, but it may sound weird to somebody else. You know, now I see just the beauty and perfection in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like those experiences are what I draw on today right now. Um, so not only evolve myself, but just to help other people in their healing. And so it really does all come full circle. And when people say everything happens for a reason, it used to really piss me off. <laughs> but I see that it really <laughs> it did. But now I see that it does. It does. You know, so I don't use that. Yeah, but you have to be at a certain level yeah, to accept to that, it. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to see yeah, it and because, accept um, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, when you're still ripe, when you're still just now getting into this, you like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I do not want to hear that, and I understand that. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I do, too. Yeah, you have to kind of gauge where, where people are at and in, in what you mm-hmm. say to them, too, for sure. So we are, gosh, we are just um, running a, a little bit over, um, but I want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you, Carla, if they have any questions, if they want to know more about your work or um, find your book. So can you share how people can get in touch with you? Yes. Okay, so I am on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. All is Carla Nicole, that's N-E-C-O-L-E, Williams. Um, that's a good way to find me. My book, the title of it is The Power, the Power Within, How to Heal, Love, and Design the Life You Want. It's on Amazon. Um, you should be able to just put in power within um, Carla Williams or something like that, and you'll be able to to get it. That's the easiest way for me to tell you how to get that. Um, like I said, all over social media, my book is on Amazon. I have a website, CarlaNicoleWilliams.com. You can see everything there as well. And I also have an upcoming boot camp, the Power Within Boot Camp, based on the book um, that I am promoting right now, and it's getting ready to start really soon. And so if anyone is in, well, by the time this airs, you know, it'll probably be into it, but it's okay. Get the book. You know, if you get the book, you'll see uh, the promo that goes along with it um, to get into the boot camp. I have, I'm promoting that everywhere, too. But it's going to be a really good time. It's going to be all about healing, loving, and transforming. And I'm really excited. So there's a lot of fun things going on. And, and going on 
with the boot camp, and I would love to have anyone uh, join us. Great. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And before we completely wrap up, can you or do you have any other tips that you want to share with the audience about getting out of your own damn way? I do. <laughs> My tip is, of course I do, right? Mm-hmm. My tip is to heal your inner child. I know I've talked about it the whole night, but I really believe that it's the key your freedom um, is getting your inner healing done and, th- and that you can do it. You have the power within you to do it and that you can do anything in this world. I'm an ordinary woman doing extraordinary things, just like Creelin, just like anybody else you see who are just going after their dreams. We're we're scared too, but we're just, we still we still work through that. And so um, I just want people to know that, that you can have it all. You can. You can have your idea of having it all and you deserve that. You deserve it. Yeah. So that's it, feeling. Wonderful. Well thank you so much, Carla, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a great time. It's a lot of time went by so fast. I know it goes so fast. It's, oh yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, we have to wrap up. I'm so sorry. I we could probably talk for hours, I'm sure. Uh, But I want to also thank all of you out there for listening and to stay tuned because we have more amazing guests coming up on the Jam Session. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions with Creelan Peters. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and invite your friends to join us at www.creelan.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. That's www.krylyn.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. Thanks for tuning in.